pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 310. Today I'm going to chat with Jack Billings from Shed Knives, discuss the court battle against Illinois' assault weapons ban, and talk about ridiculous advice from Oakland PD. I am your host, Ava Flannell. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ava? I'm doing well. Just finished working out because, you know, as you get older, your metabolism just goes to crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But I actually, I have some good news. I recently lost six pounds and I'm not the type that like, you know, weighs myself on the scale all the time. But I did recently go to the doctors and I was even wearing my shoes and stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, I lost six pounds. So there is finally like light at the end of the tunnel. Like I'm finally starting to see some results. I'm toning up. So it feels good. So I've just been working out as much as I possibly can. And uh, it feels good to get back in shape because I have to say, like, I've tried here and there, but like really after 2020, like that's when things just kind of started to go downhill. So it feels good to like finally like, oh, okay, yeah. like see results, you know, because it takes a while the older you get. Which, of course. Yeah. Just staying consistent in whatever you do, especially working out, especially the gym, staying consistent, staying steady. Yeah. And uh, having a good program or a group, it, it really, the, the benefits when they start to show up, it's really impressive to see. So congratulations on that. That's great to hear. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. So before we start talking about shed knives, I want to talk about BSF barrels real quick. I, not recently, I think back in December, uh, Blown Deadline, he put together just a really cool set for me. Like it's a receiver set with the handguard and the stock and it has like camo and some carbon fiber print on it. And so BSF Barrels was nice enough to send me a barrel for it. It will be an SBR, so I have to like do the paperwork for that. But I've been putting it off and like, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get around to finally putting it together. And I got to say, I'm like really excited. And also what's great is BSF Barrels now offers, you know, they have the, they have all kinds of stuff. They have the bolt carrier group, the gas block, the, the gas system. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of nice that they, you know, don't just make barrels, which are awesome. Oh, they have the muzzle device. So I plan on putting all of that stuff in this gun. And then obviously, you know, once it's all ready to go, shooting it and showing it on social media and possibly my YouTube channel. So stay on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, if you guys want to get any of their stuff, if you're building a gun or maybe you just want to replace it with some like better products, head on over to bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the code ELITE15, all one word, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, and that's getting you 15% off your entire order. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Jack, I'm really excited to have you on. I actually just discovered your products last week or the week before. And I have to admit, I'm not a big knife person. 
or an outdoorsy person. No, I mean, I do like the outdoors, <laughs> but I like, you know, like hiking and paddleboarding and stuff like that. So I'm not like, you know, doing stuff where I'm like, cool, let's do things with knives and, you know, whatever. But I will say like, you definitely impressed me when you reached out to me. So you reached out and you were like, hey, you know, I own Shed Knives, 19 years old, and I would love for you to, you know, review my products. And I was honest with you. I was like, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, I'm not a big knife reviewer. I don't think I've actually ever reviewed a knife. But I do love the fact that you're 19 years old and you already have a business and you seem to have a really good like head on your shoulders. And I'll admit, like, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, totally crap on like Gen Z, but like <laughs> most kids your age aren't really doing much with their life. I mean, they don't have their oh, driver's license. True. They're still living with parents and they have no, they're like in their, you know, they could even be in their thirties and they don't really care about moving out. So it's just kind of nice. Right. So that's why I was like, all right, send me a knife. I definitely want to help you out and like get your story out there, get your business out there and all that. But I have to, you know, I have to admit, I don't know much about you. So let's just start from the beginning. So like, when did you start getting into knives? Sure. Yeah. So I started when I was, let's see, right around third grade, I believe, third, fourth grade. And it was through the scout, the scouting program. So Boy Scouts of America, that's the first interest into knives. Uh, But the types of knives I make today which for those of you listening are really tough bushcrafty fixed blade knives that really started when i was 13 years old that's when i started making the actual knives and then i turned it into a business then and and started selling so uh, the fixed blades came later on but i was still pretty young getting into that yeah and how did you start making knives at 13 like what was it that you did in order to make them Sure. So I started just by looking up how to make them. I started through YouTube. Mm -hmm. Uh, My friend Sam, we were sitting together watching some YouTube videos. You know, as every young boy wants to do, we want to get outside. We want to do something fun, uh, go out on an adventure. Uh, And he was like, hey, Jack, let's look up how to build a forge because we wanted to to burn stuff, to burn steel, melt steel, you know, just that that pyrotechnic stuff. Typical boy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Typical boy stuff. So we looked up how to build a forge. And then we built our own forge. We built it for like $5. We use uh, local materials like from the woods. We got clay from a local river. We just looked around for stuff around what we had. So that's how we started. But then actually uh, making the knives, at first I was just doing a lot of custom pieces, uh, just kind of one-off type stuff. And uh, really it just evolved from there. But I didn't have a very big shop at all. My business is called Shed Knives because I started in my shed. So if you can think about what equipment you can put in a shed, well, that's pretty much what I had. Just the simple stuff like a belt sander, uh, drill press, you know, just simple things. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I started, I, I had very, very primitive equipment. So, yeah. I'm actually on your website and I clicked on the About Us and there's a picture of you with the the forge that you built and like it looks pretty interesting i mean it's crazy that you made (laughs) it with like only spending five dollars and even just getting clay from the river that's really impressive 
And yes. actually, it didn't even occur to me like the name Shed Knives until the other day. I think you posted a reel where it was like how it started and how it's going. And you posted like how it started like in your shed. And I was like, oh, duh. Like, okay, I get it. Shed Knives. <laughs> right. Yes. So I'm not for anybody and maybe I'm not alone, but like what exactly does a forge do? Sure. Yeah. So a forge, you can do a ton of things with a forge. The main thing is to heat steel up, to bend it, to form it, to change the the shape of it. What I use a forge for is to heat treat, which basically makes your steel harder than when you first get your hands on it. And Harder steel is going to give you a tougher knife. Mm -hmm. So when you're cutting and using it for cutting applications, you have a less likely a chance of rolling or breaking an edge on your knife. Okay, gotcha. All right. All right. So then now let's talk about like the whole process of like how you make your knives. Yes. So the process is very different today than when I first started, but I'll give you today the 2023 rundown. So I start off by getting my order of blanks, which knife blanks, it's basically uh, the knife without any of the other materials attached to it, like your handle, your sheath, it's just the metal. So I put my order for knives in that I design and a company in New Jersey, they provide the steel and then they cut out my design with a water jet. So it just keeps everything uniform. It makes sure or ensures that the knives are going to be the exact same dimensions. Mm -hmm. That way I can guarantee quality to the end user. So it starts off with the water jet and then it comes to me and I start putting my grind on it, which is how you, I get that edge pretty much. You got to thin that metal to put a nice blade on it. And then it goes through a variety of processes like going into a stone washer, going into uh, my sharpening process, and then the handle and the kydex. I use a material called G10. Mm -hmm. That's a fiberglass-based material. I'm sure you're familiar with it from some uh, gun handles. They make the G10 scales Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I use G10, and that's a great material. I use Kydex, which again, I'm sure you're familiar. A lot of a lot of the gun holsters for Glocks and and similar guns, they use the Kydex holster. So I use Kydex in all of my knives. So there's a variety of things that go into that, but that's just a, a quick overview of the process. Interesting. Okay, because I was actually wondering how you remain consistent with like the size of your knives even because I know like other knife makers and they'll post like, Hey, this knife's for sale. And it looks like nothing else. It's like kind of like one of a kind. And it just, I mean, it does, it looks like something that somebody made like, you know, in their shed. Whereas like your stuff actually is like, it's all consistent. And I was wondering how you got to that point, like how you were able to do that. And so again, I'm looking at the about section. So when you first started, you guys give or take, you don't completely know, but you sold 37 knives. Curious, where did you sell these? Like, did you guys go to like a gun show or something? Were you selling it to friends or going door to door? Like, hey, you guys want to buy some knives? (laughs) Right. Yeah, it was a mix of all of those things pretty much. But a lot of those knives that that 30 plus knives, 30 to 40 knives in that first year, 
I sold them really at a lot of camping events because mm-hmm. at the time I was really active into scouting. And so I would bring my knives to our camping trips that we had once a month and all the different troops from around the area, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, all those local states would come over and camp. And I would bring my knives out and people would sell them. I'd just go campsite to campsite. And I became known as the dude with the cowboy hat (laughs) because I always wore a cowboy hat to just kind of give a little uh, separation between just everybody else and then me because in my area, you don't really see cowboy hats. So people knew if you see the dude with the cowboy hat – go buy a knife from him so that's how i started and then like you said some of the the local sportsman shows i sold there and uh or i guess that was my second year but it was very close to one year in business or one year in selling knives and then just friends and family wanting to support and, and pick up a knife so it was a little mix of everything but just word of mouth i didn't have any website any social media that was really like just hey I'm selling knives. Do you know anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Type sales. Nice. I love that. And now you're, so you guys started off, it was like with three friends and now you're the only yeah. remaining one because I get it. Like, and, and you do put in there, like you guys are still friends and stuff. So oh, yes. no hard feelings. Yeah. Just And I have to talk about that real quick. Uh, yeah. This Saturday, my friend Sam. So if you go to the About Us page for anyone listening, and I know you see it, the two guys there, me and Sam, Sam is getting married this Saturday, and I'm his best man. And uh, the other guy, Ben, who started it, the three friends, he's one of the groomsmen there. So the three of us, we definitely see each other when we can, and we're still great friends. So just different career paths. I mean, when you're 13, it would be very unlikely for all three of us to stay consistent with knives from 13 and on. So I I totally get it. But hey, they're moving on. They're doing great things now. And uh, I think it was a great choice for all the different paths everybody has gone on to. So I think that's great. But just had to throw that out uh, that I'm actually seeing these guys this Saturday and a big event is happening. So that's cool. Well, the show comes out on Monday, so this will have already happened. But definitely tell. Oh, yeah. Tell your friend, congrats. Glad someone's getting married, you know, because don't wait till you're my age. And then suddenly (laughs) you're 37. You're like, what am I doing with my life? I'm probably going to end up alone. Maybe I'll get, you know, 20 more chihuahuas. And yeah, that's where I'm at with my life right now. Hey, it's, that's it's okay. Every Everybody <laughs> has a time. You know, everybody has a time. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to take but, another. Uh, I sure will. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about gators. One thing that's like awesome about gators, so not only do they have tons of different frames, but they have a bunch of different lenses. They have some that are like anti-fog. And I will say that as an instructor, anytime I bring new students to the range and they're shooting for the first time, I think it's nerves. Like they're just super nervous. Their palms are sweaty, but they also like sweat so much that their glasses get fogged up. And this is kind of nice because Gators actually makes lenses that are anti-fog, but they also come in a bunch of different colors. So, you know, some that are like pretty clear lenses, but just like slightly tinted like brown or pink or, you know, like half and half. So 
if you wanted the kind that, you know, maybe changed once you went outside. So if you didn't want to like, hey, I don't want two different sets of glasses, one for indoor shooting, one for outdoor, they will change the colors. Like when you go outside, they have all kinds of stuff and they're just phenomenal. Like I feel pretty confident saying that like Gators definitely has glasses to fit your needs and your face. And, you know, I know that I personally, I feel like I have more of a round face. So I always like stuff that's a little more square to kind of take away from the round part of my face. But maybe you're the opposite. And in that case, they have glasses that are a little more round or they wrap around your face or they don't because I don't personally like when they wrap around. Definitely check them out. If you want to use the URL gators.com forward slash Ava, that is actually going to get you 15% off your entire order as long as you use that URL. So definitely check them out. Did I see that you made it to, was it SHOT Show or NRA? Uh, Blade Show. Oh, Blade Show. Oh, cool. Blade Show. Down in Atlanta, Georgia. So I've been going, let's see, twice now. Did my twice, or did it twice, and I'm planning on going there again in 2024. Have you met anybody that's remotely close to your age that's building knives or that owns their own knife company? Let's see. Uh, Not anyone under 20. And I know a few people who have come up and say, hey, I make knives. I trade knives. I sell a few here and there. And so I have met a couple of those guys there. But for people my age, Nobody else is there exhibiting that I know of. I mean, there's over 900 vendors there, so maybe I missed one. Yeah. But word, I'm sure a word would get to me, say, hey, Jack, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet this gal. She's about your age or he's about your age. So um, I haven't seen that. The youngest maker, I think, is about 22, 23 I've met. But most people making knives and, and doing well in this business, they're 30s and up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a different age group, but hey, that's okay. Plenty to learn from. Absolutely. What are people's reactions when they find out your age and that you're the owner? They're definitely surprised. Pleasantly surprised too. It's just like uh what you said, they're impressed that man, this this young guy is doing this. Man, we don't see this from many young people. So they're definitely impressed. And uh, I've gotten so much support and a lot of positive feedback and, of course, improvements. So great advice from people. And just the knife industry is great because of how supportive everybody is. No matter where you are in your knife career, people are very supportive of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard Blade Show is like a really awesome event and everybody's really nice and stuff. And people in the gun industry, they're like, oh, it's nothing like SHOT Show or NRA. Like people are actually nice and welcoming and there's no egos. And I'm like, eh, okay, but maybe there is, you know, I mean, I don't think that. That's- oh, seriously, yes. Well, yeah, if you have the chance, I would highly encourage you to go to Blade Show, even if it was just for one day. I mean, I know Georgia is a bit of a, a drive or a flight for one day, but if you were to to come down, it is a great event. I'm sure you can meet a ton of great people there. And uh, I'd like to put SHOT Show on the calendar as well. And you do SHOT Show, right? You go there. I do, yeah. Yeah, it's yes. you you probably chances of getting a booth are probably pretty slim because I think it's like a whole 
there's like this wait list and some people have waited like five plus years for it. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly what all is entailed as a vendor, but if nothing else, I think it would be a great opportunity just to go and meet people and talk about your products. And that always takes place in Vegas in January. If you're interested, let me know and I can give you more information, but I would definitely like to go to Blaine show at some point. And I didn't realize that it always took place in Georgia. So maybe if I like book my ticket, my hotel now, because I'm sure just like shot show, like your hotel and stuff, you know, like hotels sell out pretty quickly. And then not to mention it's so expensive too. Like it's always costs an arm and a leg for that week, but you know, it's, it's still, it's fun and you make a lot of connections. That's right. And they also have a few others. Blade Show Atlanta is the main one, but they have Blade Show West, which is somewhere in the West, like California, Utah, Idaho. Just they change the location. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they also have Blade Show Texas. So they hit the West, uh, the center of the U.S., and then the East Coast. So uh, there's a few others. But Blade Show Atlanta, that's the big one. That I highly encourage you to go to that one when you can. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to take another quick break. Talk about Mantis. Good news, guys. So if you have the Mantis Gun Funny patrons, we've created like a little group. And if you guys want, if you become a patron, which means that you, you know, essentially crowdfund the show. Um, but you could do so by going to gunfunny.com and click on the support the show link. You'll get access to our Facebook group, which is GF media, uh, Patreons. Cause you know, Facebook doesn't like the word gun in it, but anyway, so we created a little group where now we could all kind of compete against each other and stuff. And you know, it's always fun, but if you're looking for, you know, other ways to practice your skills and maybe you don't have a range nearby, which Jack, you mentioned like you're kind of, you don't have a range nearby. So this might be a really good alternative. I would check out the laser Academy. It gives you everything that you need to practice with your smartphone app. And then obviously improve your skills without having to go to the range or cost of ammo. The standard kit comes with a choice of calibers for the laser, a carrying case, two tripods and target stand holders for $150, or you could just get the portable kit for $99. And then there's a bunch of like different drill options and stuff. And it's just, I mean, it's a really great system. I would recommend if you guys want to take your shooting to the next level, or you don't get to practice that often, or you want to just have friendly competitions with friends and people, you know, definitely buy the Mantis system. You could do so at mantisx.com. Jack, let's talk about some of the knives that you have available. Just kind of take me through. And actually I do kind of have to laugh because when you reached out to me, I kind of wanted to see what you would say. Like I sort of laughed to myself as I pressed send, Sure. (laughs) but I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really like do like the whole outdoorsy thing. I was like, you got any knives that I could use in the kitchen, which I also laughed about because I'm not really one to be in the kitchen either, but (laughs) (laughs) you you handled it so well and so professionally. And then also, I just want to say like, even your handwritten note on the invoice was also just like, it was just like, you just, your business model has just such a nice, like personal touch to it. And I really appreciated that. But let's talk about of some course. of the models that you have available for people to purchase. 
Sure. So in 2023, I have seven knife models. So I mentioned the year because every year I come out with a new line of knives. Mm -hmm. And this year I have seven models called the 2023 collection, just like a Chevy, just like a Ford. It's named with the year. So that way knife collectors, knife enthusiasts, they all know when the knives were made. So some of the models range from knives small like the Skure or the U.S. Tonto that I sent you, Ava. And then I have knives as large as cleavers. So they're all 100% USA made with 100% USA materials. And they're ready to take on just about anything in the outdoors, anything you throw at it so far or that I've thrown at them so far. They've taken the beating and they've performed the task quite well. Yeah, so what do people typically do with these knives? I mean, I know stupid question, but you it comes with a, you know, Kydex holder. I'd imagine, you know, as you're like out, you know, whether you're hiking or something or you want to cut something down or also what comes to mind is if you were put on maybe one of those reality shows like Naked and Afraid and you could bring one thing and it would be a knife. <laughs> like right. this would be something yes. that you're like, "Okay, I know I can cut down branches, build some shelter." Uh -huh. I don't know. I'm like, you do all kinds of other things, but I don't really actually know that. So if you could just expand on that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, you're spot on. You're spot on with that. My knives are meant for pretty much anything in the outdoors and even indoors, too. Yes, my knives are beefy. They're almost a quarter inch thick for the blade stock. That mm -hmm. doesn't include the, the knife handles, but the, the metal itself is very thick. The blade is very sharp, but people can use them for small tasks like, for example, opening a box or stuff as large as you need to skin some game, you need to build a shelter, cut down a tree. Uh, I mean, not a very large tree, but you need to cut down some wood to build a shelter. You can baton with these blades. You can do so much with these things in the outdoors. Picture if you're going to go on a week-long camping trip and uh, think of a primitive camping trip too. So you're building your own shelter. My knives are able to do all of those tasks that you'll be encountering through that time. And uh, that's really why I designed them. And so they can be multi-use. The same knife I carry to open up the, my box of sanding belts is the same knife I bring into the field to build shelters with. So it's a little bit of versatility, all functionality, and they're they're just tough blades. They're meant to be used. Mm -hmm. And then I see on every blade that you have on the back, it has like a little pointed area. And what would people typically use that for? Oh, yes. So uh, the pommel there, the, the butt end of the knife. So uh, you're talking about the part with the, the lanyard hole or the half inch hole in it? Yeah. Yeah. So that there... First off, it just looks cool. It's a nice aesthetic mm -hmm. uh, for the knife. I used to make them all completely rounded. But I thought this year, let's add some angles in there. Let's add some geometry, make it look cool. But then self-defense is a big one. And for gun enthusiasts, a lot of people carry a firearm because of self-defense. They want to be prepared. And same thing with a knife. You got to be prepared for a self-defense situation. And using a knife to, to stab somebody, that's probably not the best first thing to do. So you talk about starting from, you know, just trying to bring down the situation, de-escalation. But there's also an escalation of how you react. Mm -hmm. And 
using the end of the knife is going to be something you might do first uh, instead of using a more deadly tactic. So this is something I say the end of the knife, it'll knock some sense into somebody. (laughs) And uh, because it's a tough piece, but you can also use it to break open things. Um, It's just it's just a a really multi-purpose piece at the end of the knife. And it's not even sharp. That's the thing. Yeah, it just has like a nice point to it, but I would imagine you right. could do quite a bit with it. That's what, I mean, that's why I was just kind of asking if it if you had something specific in mind, but I could definitely see how it's, you know, multi-purpose. And then you mentioned that the blade is like kind of thick, which I noticed that. But what's kind of nice, so one I'm going to ask you why the blade is as thick as it is, but in my opinion what's nice about these knives is like they're not like super spendy. If you think about like, you know, a handmade knife, they range from like 120 to 180, I believe. Yeah, yes, 182. Yeah, that's my collection. But what's nice about this is like this stuff lasts forever and you could always sharpen it. Right. Yeah, very true. So and- it's kind of a nice, you know, I mean, the initial, you know, purchase is like one of those things where you're like, okay, buy once, cry once, which I'm starting to learn more than ever in my age. But. <laughs> But it's one of those things where like you're going to have and be able to use for a long time because you can always sharpen it and it is a good quality knife. Yes, that's right. And I'll uh, talk about why it's so thick, why the blanks are so thick or the, the metal is so thick. It's because if you're going to do a tough task, if you need to pry, uh, for example, we're, let's say you pop this knife in an ammo can, you're testing it because I test my knives in all sorts of ways. If I'm going to pry open a piece of metal Mm -hmm. with my knife, if I use a thin piece of steel, it's probably going to break. Where with a thicker piece of steel that's heat treated, uh, it's going to be much tougher. It's going to last a lot longer. And how I do my grind on the knife, it still gives you the strength of a thick blade, but you still have the sharpness of a thinner blade. So you get the best of both worlds. Nice. And then what would you say is the best or yeah, I'd say the best way to sharpen a knife? Best way you can for starters, for beginners, just a nice pull through sharpener tends to get the job done. I mean, you won't have a crazy razor sharp edge, but it'll still be paper cutting sharp, which that's really what most people need. Mm -hmm. And then once you get into that and, and you start to learn the blades a little bit better, working a sharpening stone is the next best thing to get into. Mm, Okay. A sharpening stone. And is this something that somebody would have to have some, you know, experience with, or do you think like a beginner ish could figure this out? Yes, a beginner certainly can. I have a few YouTube videos on my channel, Shed Knives, that shows how to use a sharpening stone. It's very simple. Just uh, the key points, if I were to give it to you in bullet points, would just be keep the same angle on the knife Mm -hmm. uh, when you're putting it down back and forth on the sharpening stone. Keep the same angle. Make sure you're sharpening the blade and all of the blade, uh, so from point to point, and Uh, Really, that's about it. And I guess number three would just be do even passes on each side. And really with that, most people can can figure it out from there. But like I said, I do have a few resources online that you guys can check out. Very nice. And then on some of the blades that you have on the very top, there is kind of like some like little teeth. 
I don't know what yes. that what's that called, but is yes, that that's like, called a jimping? Yes. So what would somebody use that for? Sure. So that's just there to provide a better grip. Uh, jimping comes in all different sizes. This is like a, a medium size jimping. So the jimping is really great because it provides just an additional grip. If you're going to be skinning game, for example, you're going to want a better grip uh, because there may be uh, stuff from the animal that gets on your knife mm-hmm. and you need to stay uh, with a secure grip. Also, if you have a pair of gloves on, I notice that a pair of gloves really adds to the secured grip you have uh, with the jimping. I mean, your hand is just locked on there. So it's just for a better grip. It also just looks cool as well because part of knife designing, you have to add some aesthetics. You have to add some cool features in there uh, just for the looks. Yeah, no, I totally get that. That's interesting, though. I guess I wouldn't have thought of that, but you're right. It just kind of gives you that extra texture, I guess, to, you know, to get a better grip. All right, cool. Well, any future plans that you can share with us? Anything that you're like, okay, we're, I don't know. I mean, so far, I'd say you're you're on a freaking great roll. I'm definitely (laughs) impressed. But yeah, anything that you can share with us? Sure. Well, first off, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But for the future of Shed Knives, the future is looking bright. I'm looking at moving to some CNC cut scales, which for those of you who don't know, CNC scales, it's basically a machine cuts it out. A lot of gun parts are cut out with a CNC machine. So I'll be using similar machine just to cut out my knife handles mm-hmm. uh, out of the G10. Just provides a little more uniform fit and more consistency with the quality. And then blade designs. I have a few in the works right now that will be making an appearance in the 2024 collection, uh, looking at laser engraving as well. But long term, thinking more than just the 2024 collection, um, steadily bringing on more dealers that resell my knives, bringing more to the table on resources, content, platforms that I'm on. So I'm growing in so many ways, not just the business, but with myself. So, so much to look forward to. And just every day is uh, adding a little more progress. Awesome. And can you tell people what your website and social media handles and all of that good stuff is? Yes. So the website is shedknives.com, S-H-E-D, knives with a V dot com. And all the social media is on there. Uh, some of the the apps are a little different, like shed.knives is the Instagram, where some have shed underscore knives. But I'm easy to find. If you just Google shed knives, everything will come up. And if you have any questions uh, about whatever I talked about or maybe something for the future, you can email me at sales at shedknives.com so you can get a hold of me that way or just send a message through any of my platforms and I'll be happy to get back to you. Okay, perfect. And I know you're busy. I actually took you away from your work today just to record the interview with you. So I'm not going to keep you for the rest of the show, but I do appreciate you making the time for me and everything that you're doing. And like I said, you know, before, it's great to see somebody your age who's actually like, just doing something and doing it well. And, you know, I think we need more people to just, you know, like, I guess, 
get out there and make progress. Yeah. Get out there and, and get after it. Yep, oh, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm all for it. Yep. So, and uh, I I just have to say real quick. Hopefully, when people, specifically the younger people out there that were more, uh, you know, young twenties, late teens, all those people who are around my age, I hope they see this and see that it is possible too. It's possible to go out, start your own stuff, uh, create your own business, or at least just do something you're passionate about. So, uh, hopefully, somebody out there is inspired a little bit by this and uses it to go do great things in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jack. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. Thank you very much for having me and uh, you too. Thank you. And moving forward with the rest of the show, talking about IWI, who is a show sponsor. I just recently got the IWI Carmel in, and I have to say, I am so impressed with this gun. I was really excited for it to come out. I've been keeping an eye on it for the last couple of months, and well, I guess since like January, since I you know heard that it was making its way to the U.S., which it is not imported from Israel. It's actually made here in Middletown, Pennsylvania. I say here, but you know here in the U.S. And I just got it the other day, took it out of the box, put an optic on it. And it shoots phenomenal. Like it has, it's so smooth. I would say if you guys have the opportunity to shoot one, definitely do, but be prepared to buy one after because I think it's that much fun. Like it was very impressive. I had some of the guys at the range shoot it as well. And they were, you know, super impressed with it as well. Like everyone was like, wow, you know, like at first, like a few people holding it, they were like, yeah, it's kind of bulky. And really, that was the only bad thing that they had to say about it. But I think after they shot it, they were like, okay, we definitely want one. So definitely check it out. It is here. It's finally launched. So go online, find it, maybe, you know, contact your nearest gun store, support local if you can. And I would definitely recommend buying one. In the meantime, you can find out more information about it at IWI.us. And if you find any accessories, anything in their web store, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off. And then also, I just want to say if you guys hear like any licking or something in the mic, it's because Peaches is sitting right next to me and she's literally just licking, you know, like, I don't know, moving her mouth. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't want you guys to think that that's me. Today in politics. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Last week, the Illinois Supreme Court ruled four to three that the state's ban on quote unquote assault weapons is constitutional. This is literally no surprise since their court is packed with five Democrats and only two Republican judges. Second Amendment Foundation, also known as SAF, brought the case challenging the state ban, but said this is definitely not over. Alan Gottlieb, SAF founder, said, while we are disappointed in the state court's narrow 4-3 decision, our federal case remains very much alive and we will continue fighting the Illinois ban. The majority opinion was written by Justice Elizabeth Rochford, who has gained attention for a prior speech at a Moms Demand Action event. Democrat Justice Mary O'Brien surprisingly descended 
and emphasized the importance of constitutional rights. She wrote, when we limit people's rights, even the rights we might not like, we have to do so in a way that honors the Constitution. SAF is still studying the court ruling, but they are confident their case will fare better in the federal court system. SAF is joined by the Illinois State Rifle Association, Firearms Policy Coalition, and several gun stores and individuals in their federal case, Harold versus Raul. The case was filed in January after the passage of the Protect Illinois Communities Act, banning quote-unquote assault weapons and quote-unquote large-capacity magazines. The act clearly violates the Second Amendment and precepts of the Bruin decision, but we'll need to get one of these state cases up to the federal Supreme Court to get them thrown out. And then the federal case is currently pending, so stay tuned for that. Caldwell. If you guys are wanting to shoot long range, one of the things that you need to know is obviously your muzzle velocity, which is something we don't always think about. Caldwell has several different chronographs to measure muzzle velocity accurately, and they've added two new ones this year with Bluetooth. The ballistic precision chronograph with Bluetooth for $129.99, which has a plus or minus of 0.25% accuracy and connect to a smartphone with Bluetooth rather than a cable like the previous versions. It also records environmental conditions, not just shot data, so that you have a lot more info for your ballistic calculator. It has extra wide sunscreens for use in full sun and works with firearms, archery, air guns, and paintball. The premium version includes a tripod, carry bag, and extra wide sunscreens for $214.99. But keep in mind that you're not going to pay full price because you'll use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, and that's getting you 10% off your entire order at CaldwellShooting.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's Q&A is how long does it take you to get ready with peaches on your lap? And this actually, this was something that I posted recently on Instagram, like a little cute reel of I recorded myself putting makeup on and peaches always sits on my lap and she, I don't know what it is. Like she'll like face me, put her two, you know, front like legs on me and like try to like kiss me and cuddle me when I'm doing my hair and my makeup. And it's like the cutest thing. So I could never just like ignore her, put her down because then I give her kisses and she's just like, I don't know, she's so cute. But because of that, it takes me so much longer to get ready, which I'm not one of those girls that I'm like, okay, I need two hours to get ready. Like I could get ready if I don't have to blow dry my hair. I can get ready in probably about 20 minutes. Uh, 20 to 30 minutes, but um, it does obviously take some time because of peaches. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I love having a dog. And I would say if you guys are thinking about getting an animal or if your dog, you know, passed away and you're just like, oh, I don't want another dog. I mean, I was the same way with Tickles where I just, I was so broken hearted, like after Tickles passed away and like, I definitely didn't want another dog. And I didn't think that I'd get another dog so quickly. I think I lasted like two months, but 
I don't know. I just couldn't imagine my life like without peaches now. And, and I still obviously think about tickles all the time, but I would say, you know, if you guys can get a dog, if your schedule allows it, definitely do so because they definitely, animals just bring you so much joy and they're like so innocent and loving. And yeah, I just get a lot of enjoyment from it today uh, with Smith and Wesson. Smith & Wesson just released the new version of the MMP57, which is the unique gas-operated lock breech tempo barrel system, and it makes it like probably the like flattest shooting 5.7 pistol around. The new version has an FDE frame and black armor knight slide for a nice two-tone look, which it looks really cool. There's, I mean, that's really, that's it. It's just like, it's a different color, but it looks really cool. It's kind of nice to have options. It comes optic ready with sights that you can co-witness. Best of all, it's got a threaded barrel so that you can suppress it as really clean, flat face trigger. And it comes with two 22 round mags. And then it has an internal hammer for like that crisp single action shooting. So definitely check out more about that gun at smith-wesson.com. And you can see there what it looks like. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Oakland's new crime-fighting solution. With crime on the rise in Oakland, California, Oakland PD have proposed a new solution for citizens. They said getting your hands on an air horn is your best defense against the out of control crime. Also, consider adding bars to your doors and windows. Do not resist, (laughs) which, uh, okay, like I definitely would not want to have bars added to my doors and windows. Then, yeah, an air horns. I mean, I think, you know, like a rape whistle or something like something that you want to call attention. You need help is like great, especially if you're, you know, in a pretty crowded area, but like you may or may not be basically, you know, be a good victim and and lock yourself up. Calls to defund police by 20 million has resulted in them having only half the officers that they need to keep up in the city. Burglaries in the city jumped 41% and robberies by more than 20% after the cuts and continue to get more out of hand. Any residents that are able to leave are getting out. This isn't the first time they've suggested air horns. In 2021, they passed out air horns to Chinatown citizens saying they are a simple and effective way to call for help and scare off an attacker. This is ridiculous considering that most of the time in big cities, the only action by bystanders can be counted on is to video attacks on their cell phones. And obviously they rarely call the police. Although I really hope that people don't do that, but there has been, I mean, we've seen, there has been a lot of issues with that. And it's kind of sickening actually that a lot of people don't like automatically, like instinctively jump to help somebody. Even if they are, like, let's say the police are called and they showed up, the soft on crime policies don't deter criminals and the district attorney blames law-abiding gun owners. Kind of funny, the Babylon Bee responded to the PD's tweet with a new product offering and obviously, you know, it's satire. I listed it in the show notes if you guys want to see it, but they said, Colt releases new air horn modification for AR-15. In this article, Mayor... 
Theo tells residents, we just don't have time for all of these people calling 911 and screaming about being stabbed. From now on, we are asking all residents to please refrain from such theatrics and just announce your stabbing with one quick blast on an air horn. Babylon B added the new product retails for $325 and has already been banned in California, which is hilarious. But yeah, it's truly such a bad situation in California. And I don't know if they passed this law or not, but like I had heard even like a year ago that like if somebody breaks in your house and a resident could retreat safely, that they were legally required to do so. So it's like... I don't know. Again, it's like, why don't you just hand over the keys? Like it is making it so much easier for criminals to steal and commit all these crimes and there's no repercussions. And then there's, you know, if for the people that are relying on law enforcement to protect them, which they have no duty to do, by the way, they just enforce the laws, but there's just not enough to go around. So it's, it's really a pretty sad situation. Franklin Armory. If you live in a restricted state, Franklin Armory has your back. They have several compliant ARs to choose from that meet all the requirements for California and states like it. They also sell bolt catches for AR and HK platforms to turn them into fixed magazine guns. Then they have the CA-320, which was the first modern handgun added to the California handgun roster in years. They got by that by making a single shot from the factory so that you can get a modern P320 style gun. You can then legally change parts to return it to standard operation, although you did not hear that here. But total BS, like I said, you know, but still it's nice that a company has your back and they're still looking out for the restricted states, as opposed to a lot of other companies that are just like, you know what, we don't want to jump through those hoops. You know, it's too much and they don't even try. If you guys want to check these out, head on over to franklinarmory.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and you're going to get 10% off your entire order iTunes reviews. So happy to say I have two reviews from you guys. Thank you so much for that. Again, it's always great to hear from you and know that there's people out there listening. And it just honestly, I really can't thank you guys enough for taking the time to do this. Because my guest left, I am just going to declare both of you guys as the winner. And I also realized that last episode, I didn't pick, I didn't have my guest pick a winner, which one of the reviewers was a patron and he wrote me on the Patreon page and said that. So for the other person who left me a review, contact me and I'm going to send out a prize pack to you as well. My apologies for that. First review is Gun Happy Buddha, titled Best Podcast Ever, Five Stars. Found this podcast last October when looking for things to listen to while bow hunting. Was immediately hooked, and I swear it's not just because my dog's name is also Peaches. <laughs> I look forward to the new episode on Mondays. Doing it during the rest of the week, I listen to old episodes while working. Very informative and always has the most interesting guests. P.S. My Peaches is five and a half years old, and the only thing about her that six pounds is what she leaves in the backyard. Oh my God. <laughs> that's actually, that's hilarious. I met another dog named Peaches and it was a pit bull that was like the same color as Peaches. And it was, it actually looked exactly like Peaches kind of, but yeah, obviously much bigger. 
And also I will say, so if you guys are ever looking for something else, if you know, okay, Monday comes out, the episode launches, and then the rest of the week, you're like, oh, what do I listen to? Definitely check out the new podcast, Pew Pew Panel. It is, we record it via video as well. So you can check it out on YouTube. Just search for Pew Pew Panel. And we, for a while, we were releasing two episodes a week. We are going to go down to only releasing one episode every Tuesday, but there's always that as well. And I think so far it's off to a really great start and I'm excited to see where we take the show. Second review is Mr. Cupcake 57. This is the only gun podcast I will listen to five stars. Ava's interviews are so personal. Everyone she interviews is like a personal friend. She makes her guests feel so at ease they just open up to her. In a perfect world, this show would be done in a TV studio on a couch in front of a live audience. Uh, Like, laugh emoji. Hey, Discovery Channel, are you listening? If you want to know about all the cool stuff concerning guns, this is a must-listen to. That was a really sweet review. Thank you so much for that. And like I said, you guys are both the winner because I don't have somebody to pick one or the other. So we're just going to say, hey, both of you guys. So just contact me, gunfunny.com, click on the contact us form, and then send me a good mail address that I could send that out to. And now it's time to wrap up. Really appreciate you guys listening to the show. If you want to support the show, consider becoming a Patreon. We're also giving away a $300 gift certificate from Blown Deadline, who does amazing Cerakote jobs each month, lucky patron. Also, if you're a $5 and up patron for at least three months, you're going to get a Patreon, like a gun funny patch that will never be for sale. And this is only available for Patreon. So if anybody has that patch, you know that they were or are a Patreon. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Knave. And then King of the Patreon, who is Jon Snow. And I want to thank Jack for doing the interview portion with me and all the hard work that he's putting into it. Again, I think it's just great to see younger people, you know, have ambition and do something. And then also, I mean, even at the young age of 13 to realize that like, you know, that they can do that. They can make their own forge and stuff. And like, I think he has a really interesting story. So if you guys haven't already, please go ahead and follow him. And on that note, I will talk to you guys next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.